The gospel lesson for today can be found in John chapter 4, verses 5 through 10, 13 through 14, and 39 to 42. This is, can also be found in page 1651 in your pew Bible. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed for two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give Me Water is the title of the message today. I want to begin by asking you a question. Have you ever had a thirst that you could not satisfy? You discovered that water wasn't the answer to your thirst. Other beverages were not the answer. Materialism was not the answer. Relationships were not the answer. Addictions were not the answer. You continued to remain thirsty. There are people who are thirsty today in our world. Women and men who are experiencing domestic violence are thirsty for safety. Transgender youth and adults are thirsty for protection from laws and attitudes that make them targets for discrimination, violence, and worse, even death. Black and brown men are thirsty for living a life from fear of injustices and death. People living with mental health are thirsty for safe places and compassionate care. People who are houseless are thirsty for shelter and dignity. Let me ask the question again. Have you ever had a thirst? that you could not satisfy. Let us pray. Loving and gracious Lord our God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you on this day. For truly you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. February 8th, 2023 through February 24th, 2023. 23, we saw a thirst that was quenched. 
This thirst was manifested on the campus of Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. Many people watched the live services, the revival services that broke out after a quote-unquote ordinary chapel service. Others have read the reports about this phenomenal outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Reporter Terry Mattingly stated, and I quote, the atmosphere in Hughes Auditorium was electric. As Asbury students, many in tears, streamed to the altar to pray, while worshipers sang hymns mixed with Bible readings, testimonies, and public prayers of repentance. Administrators canceled classes, grasping that this ordinary chapel service was the start of something bigger. A 144-hour wave of worship that that drew thousands to Wilmore, Kentucky, while similar revivals also began on other Christian and secular campuses across the nation. We know that this is not the first revival Evangel Heights Church family and friends that has taken place on the campus of Asbury. Similar revivals took place on this campus years before when the campus was known as Asbury College. There was the revival of 1908, the revival of 1921, the revival of 1950, the revival of 1958. And now historians will add the revival of 2023. Stephen Siemens, who was a senior in 1970 and returned to teach at Asbury for nearly 40 years, stated, and I quote, the wildness of these events is that they're actually unwild. The atmosphere is serene, deep, and at times rather quiet, he said. It's like a veil is pulled back and students see Jesus for the first time. Jesus manifested in a new and powerful way. He went on to say, revivals begin with an awakening inside a Christian community. That's stage one. Two revivals throughout history have led to evangelism, missions, and efforts for social justice at the national and global levels. I just have to ask, all of us, the question, how thirsty are we for Jesus Christ? How thirsty are we for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit who can quench our spiritual thirst that must be quenched? I would suggest to you, in order for us to see the thirst that others might have within this community of faith, within our community, and beyond. Siemens Siemens goes on to say, it is also clear that this Asbury revival is about Gen Z and its hunger for genuine worship. Gen Z's are born between 1997, Evangel Heights, and 2012. Researchers note that 
Record numbers of Generation Z young people are religiously unaffiliated and or have doubts about God. Also, signs of anxiety and depression are rising, with a recent Centers for Disease Control report noting 42% of high school students experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness and almost 20% seriously considered attempting suicide. Asbury Seminary student Madison Pierce said, it's interesting that God would mark this outpouring with a tangible sense of peace for a generation with unprecedented anxiety a restorative sense of belonging for a generation amidst an epidemic of loneliness, an authentic hope for a generation marked by depression, a leadership emphasizing protective humility for a generation deeply hurt by the abuse of religious power, a focus on participatory adoration for an age of digital distraction. This, this, this revival began, as I said, on an ordinary day at a chapel service where the Reverend Zach Mercreves, a Christian and Missionary Alliance campus minister, delivered a sermon that touched on guilt, shame, anxiety, abuse, and the struggle to sincerely love others. And he said, and I quote, some of you guys have experienced radically poor love, like evil love, selfish love, and I would say today we should not even give it the honor of calling it love. He said, continuing with the quote, some of you guys have experienced that love in the church. Maybe it's not violent, Maybe it's not molestation, but it feels like someone has pulled a fast one on you. This is not love. In closing, he said, do not leave here before you learn about the love of God. Experience the love of God so that you can pour it out, Asbury. The world needs this kind of love. End of quote. Evangel Heights Church family and friends, I'm convinced beyond all shadows of a doubt that when we enter into the presence of the awesome living God through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, we come desiring and longing to experience the love of God. Each week when we come, we long to experience the love of God after experiencing the past week of words, actions, and behaviors that would try to minimize who we are, who would try to convince us that we are not sufficient enough, that we are not confident enough, that we are not enough. We enter into the presence of God looking for, desiring, hoping to experience the love of God directly as we have God touch us at our deepest points of need, but also as we engage with other followers of Jesus Christ, we're looking for that light in their eyes that lets them say to us, I see you, I recognize you, and I'm so thankful that you are a part of this family. Each and every one of us are looking to experience the love of God in this 
worship experience. Asbury Seminary professor Kenneth J. Collins stressed that the goal in true revival is for believers to change dispositions and habits of the heart that shape how we live day after day for years to come. You can't base your life on feelings and emotions, he said. These students are hungry for a God who wants to change their lives. Their true hunger for God is something students do not see in the culture around them. They are sick of trying to live without that. I would suggest to you, Evangel Heights Church family and friends who are in this sanctuary and also those who are worshiping with us online, that all of us, no matter how young we are, no matter how old we are, we too are hungry for a God who wants to change our lives. This is why, this is why, as a community of faith, we are moving forward into the unknown of the future that God is beckoning us towards, a future that God and God alone understands, a future that requires us to trust God. Yes, we we will celebrate during the chili dinner those who have been a part of this congregation for 40, 50, 30 Plus years, yes. It will be good to see old friends. I love it when I get together with my old friends. We recognize as the community of faith, as the body of Jesus Christ, that we are also called to move forward and to move out beyond these four walls and to engage with people who do not know Jesus Christ yet. We're called to go into the community and make Jesus Christ known to those people who have not crossed the threshold of a church ever in their years for whatever reason. We are called to move forward, yes, as we celebrate the past, but we're called to move forward, reaching out to new people, reaching out to our neighbors, reaching out to those who are hunger, who have a hunger to experience the love of God. Well, do you know that uh, the campus of Asbury um, University was overwhelmed by 20,000 plus or more people per day? And it, it became necessary for the president of the seminary to state the end of the revival services on February 23rd, which was National Collegiate Day of Prayer. One of the attendees at the Asbury revival was Nick Hall, who is a Minneapolis-based evangelist. He decided that after the campus was closed for revival services to continue, revival services that would be open to the public. He decided to travel 30 minutes away to Lexington, Kentucky, and to utilize the Rupp Arena for persons who wanted to continue to experience what they had experienced on Asbury University's campus. And so, within a matter of two days, he put together uh, this event. There were no structured sermons. It was a time of worship with simple songs, prayer, and a repentance. It lasted nine hours. Hundreds of people participated. 
One of the speakers at the Pulse was Robert Coleman, who was a professor of evangelism at Asbury Seminary for 27 years. He spoke about what Christians can do next after a revival. Now 94 years old, Coleman was at Asbury in 1950 when a revival broke out at the school, and he was also at Asbury when another revival broke out in 1970. And this was his comments to the congregation. Follow me, Jesus said. Isn't that simple? That's what you're to do next. Follow Jesus. We can all understand it. You don't have to go to a big university to know how to make disciples. Just follow Jesus. Coleman explained that the best way people can bring lasting revival to their communities is to make disciples. As that was the last command that Jesus gave his church. Don't look around for a crowd, he said. Begin with the person next to you who's next door or who you work beside. Make a friend and continue to develop that friendship. That's how we make disciples, by being together. Put your arm around them, love them, show them that you care for their soul. Evangel Heights Church family and friends, in this season of Lent, today's gospel points to an individual who reminds us of a thirst that only Jesus Christ can quench. And I would suggest to you that there are people in our communities and in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces where we go to recreate those places of recreation. There are people who have a thirst. My encouragement to you, my desire for all of us, is that when we experience that hunger, when we come in contact with that person who is thirsty, that we're able to share with them the name of the one who quenched our thirst, Jesus the Christ. How hungry are we? for the awesome living God as revealed through Jesus Christ. I know that after the services today, you will be going out to lunch. It's a habit for many people. I pray that even as you partake of that meal that will satisfy your physical hunger, that you will pay attention to the spiritual hunger that may exist in that person who may be your waitstaff. I encourage you as you go to that place of recreation this week, as you go to that a continuing education event this week, as you, as you walk your dogs this week, that you pay attention that you ask the Lord to reveal to you the one whom you need to begin to establish a relationship with, the one who you need to see so that as a result of the relationship, 
you will have an opportunity to share with them the one who's able to quench your thirst. It is Jesus Christ who gives us the Holy Spirit. And it's regrettable, it's regrettable that in the life of the church, and, and I would suggest to you in the life of the United Methodist Church that, that we've not understood fully the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm thankful for Sunday school classes here, and I'm thankful right now for the class that's being taught by um, Mrs. Uh, Deaconess Penny Krug, and she's assistance with um, her assistants, Barbara Van Wetzel and Rob Parker. I'm thankful that they're teaching about the Holy Spirit because, dear ones, as we continue to go forward to follow God, we will need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to take those steps into the unknown. Yes, on April 14th, our doors will open to PDO parents and children to our community neighbors and to old friends. They will come inside and have a physical need met, hunger, eating a chilly supper with all of the fixings, including desserts that you will prepare. There will be fellowship. They will be welcomed. They will have the opportunity to have an encounter with Jesus Christ through our actions, through our words, through our attitudes. Evangel Heights. Your actions, your words, your attitudes, your behavior will hopefully cause them to become thirsty for more. Not more chili or chili dogs, but thirsty for more of what we reveal. The love, the hospitality, and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ. The hope is that this thirstiness will lead them to a saving and authentic relationship with Jesus Christ and the ultimate thirst quencher, the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord God, give us individually and as a congregation the kind of thirst for you that was witnessed on the Asbury campus. You have heard our cry today, more of you, Lord. We desire more of you. We pray also that a lifelong thirst that only you can satisfy through the Holy Spirit will continue to be with us and give us the desire to share with others our thirst for you, the only one who can satisfy the human-generated thirst that were mentioned earlier in this message. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.